Hey everybody, it's Jojo, the Dungeon Master for The Roles We Made, because the real podcast were the roles we made along the way. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 60 of The Roles We Made. This is um, this is the start of our in-between arc. If you've noticed through all of the, uh, the series thus far, we've had the big epic adventures, and then there's been those little in-between times when the players can do their own thing or have a little mini-adventure, and this is definitely that. Uh, this particular mini-adventure, we're doing something very different, at least different for me. Ren, Hemlock, and Salt are going on solo adventures. Sort of how, like, you know, you watch the Avengers, and then there's a Captain America movie, and there's a Wonder Woman movie. Ah, beans. Well, it's like that, where they have the solo mission, and then they come back together for the the roles we made Avengers 7, whatever arc that is. Uh, this one's Hemlocks, where he is going to be spending time with his sister and Jelson, who are characters that are very important to Hemlock. This is a really fun little experiment we're doing, and I hope you uh, you like it. Um, yeah, I really don't have too much else to say other than uh, thank you for listening to the show. If you like it, of course, you can uh, give us a positive review, listen on your podcatcher of choice, and uh, tell your friends. I mean, uh, the best way this show is going to grow is through word of mouth. And with that, I think we'll just get on with it. Enjoy the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons solo adventures with me and Jeff. Oh, and uh, we're just going to focus on Jeff's for a couple episodes. Uh, Then we're going to move on to one of the other two. Um, And once all of them are complete, reconvene. So I hope you like this. Um, I like it. I think this is really cool. Okay. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Jeff's adventure. When Jeff adventure. The new adventures of Jeff. Mm -hmm. From when we last left our our hero, Jeff, you have been taken into custody with uh, the rest of your pals. You've been dragged into the sheriff's office and are uh, quickly ushered into a interrogation room that is pretty small. Um, It's pretty just it's just like a table and a chair Um, and, and, and classic, classic interrogation room. It has like. The, the light bulb hanging above me and the what the light bulb and like the well actually it's just like a candle like a lantern mm. with a single lid on it that's kind of casting the room in yellowish light mm. Mm. and um there is a window that is I was say, uh, is it the dual pane window or whatever it is the... yeah so you can't see through the other side but if someone was on the other side they could they could see you voyeur yeah they, they are taking a look at you as a, as a voyeur might to see how guilty you look Hmm. Um, as you were sitting in this room, so Hemlock, you've just been you've just been captured for some unnamed crime. Uh, we're not totally sure what it is. And after a few minutes of uh, kind of sitting, do you want to do anything in, in the time sitting around, consider your situation, or try to prepare something to get to? I ask for my lawyer. Mm. They, there are barristers, but you wouldn't get one because you're a kid. I'm just a kid. You're just a kid. Um, so if anything, you would just be shipped away to the gulag or whatever. And assumedly everyone like sissy knows I'm here. Everyone knows we got. Oh yeah. Everyone knows you're, everyone knows you're here. I don't have to make like a phone call or anything. No, or that would be, that would be interesting, but no, you don't have to make a phone call. You okay. are just in the, uh, in the prison area. And after a few minutes, um, deputy Linnell opens the door and she walks in and she shuts it. And uh, she looks over to you, Hemlock, and um, are you sitting or are you kind of just like doing rogue calisthenics or some shit? I don't know what you're doing in this room. I feel like I'm probably about to pass out, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, you were hurt pretty badly. Like, there was a long, it was a long night. It was a 16-week long night. It was a pretty long night, yeah. We played this arc for a very long time. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just like resting my, if I'm like sitting down, there's a table in front of me, I'm probably just like resting my head on it. Linnell comes in and she goes... Uh, Oh, they didn't leave water in here for you. That's a, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, she reaches into her, uh, she has a small satchel and she pulls out like a water skin and she mm, sets it mm. on the table for you. Water skins, for those who are curious, are bladders. It's a bladder with a stopper. So um, she's like, you can avail yourself of that. I just, uh, I just got it from the uh, fountain out front. Oh, I also have this for you. And she puts down a little baggie of like pastries and she's like, got some vittles. There were a donut cart that really trying to trying to butter me up right now aren't you i wouldn't call it buttering i mean you seem to be very hurt there's no particular reason why you would be 
uh, not hungry, just trying to be polite. I, sc- I scarf down everything. Uh, so Linnell sits down and she goes, um, so uh, let me let me just kind of like quickly lay out what's what's going on with you. Um, you, you are 100% under arrest right now. Um, and very much unlike the other time, you we actually have like stuff we're charging you with. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not so mm. much. And what we're charging you with, and this should come as no shock to you, is... Um, Assault. We're charging you with assault. Against who? Uh, against the sheriff and myself and uh, a couple of other people. When you gave um, Ren the ball bearings um, and she threw them down and knocked everybody over. I'm sorry. Are you talking about the time that uh, my associate accidentally dropped something on the ground and the entire police force couldn't maintain their footing? I'm talking about talking the time about? you willingly um, broke out of restraints that we had put you in and ran from custody. Uh, I think I, I think the word allegedly needs to be put in front of a lot of No, there were tons of witnesses. You really don't have a leg to stand on here on this one, Hemlock. Mm, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll see. Uh, Jeff, I, the dungeon master, no, you don't have a leg to stand on. I know, I know. <laughs> let me have, let me be, Salt's not here. Give me a chance. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I know where this is. I know where this has to go. Yeah. You're you're highly arrested. Um, yeah. Now, uh, part of the rules for your uh, arrest is, uh, and this, technically speaking, you're not allowed to return to the dorms unsupervised. That's just not in the cards anymore. So, there's really only one option here. To, you have to stay with family, and either they're going to have to come here, and you're going to have to be like in jail for a while until they get here. As far as mm. I understand it, your your family lives far away. I heard or jail changes can... people. I don't know. What's that? Her jail changes people. I don't know if I jail does that. change. Yeah. Yes, um, it may it may sound hard to believe, but some of the most hardened criminals typically start off as just like, oh, I littered. Were they saving the Were they, were they saving the town at the time that they littered? I'm just curious. You you're really trying to play the whole ends justify the means card, which is I want you to know what villains do. That's what evil people do, specifically lawful evil people. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm tired. I'm grumpy. <laughs> that's why. This, that's why I gave you the donuts. Thank you. <laughs> you can either opt to be in prison for a while until you know your parents come to town and decide what they're going to decide, or we can put you up with a guardian, someone in town who would preferably be a blood relative. Now, I understand your sister Beatrix is in town. She could, technically speaking, fit the bill. Yeah, I think I'd go with Beatrix. I mean, there are times when prison would be preferable to hanging out with her, but I think I'm going to go with her this time. She definitely seems drunk all day, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. okay, uh, I will take who will be Who will be chaperoning who in this situation? Hmm. I, I don't know. It seems like a real uh, a real odd couple situation, We're- but we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm going to have to place word with the school and let them know that your accommodations are changing, and I'm going to have to talk with Beatrix about coordinating your um, her responsibilities. Um, also, I, I really hope she agrees to do this because if she doesn't, it's going to be uh, real awkward for you. Um, but I'll I'll let you know how it happens. Yeah, it'll be a weird Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy Thanksgiving. Fang <laughs> Fangsgiving. It's a holiday dedicated about, to but, vampire cats and vampires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Linnell stands up. She leaves a donut. She leaves the water skin, and she uh, goes out of the uh, of the door. Um, and um, you hear it clang shut and lock, and she uh, walks away. Um, how does how does Hemlock feel? I mean, I, I know it sounds like almost pretentious, but whatever punishment's going to come from this, it's I don't think it's at the front of his mind necessarily because like of the entire ordeal that just happened. That's true. So we we didn't we didn't take time to do this. Um, how did Hemlock? How does Hemlock feel about the uh, the, fi- the 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 person that they met? The, the the tall man. You know who he looked like in my head. Who did he look like in your head? The Mega Man X villain Sigma. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a close one too. I kind of imagined the Prometheus guy. Yeah, like there there's, there's like a, there's all... a couple of different of that kind of of character. Like yeah. tall man, bald. Big, tall, intimidating, bald guy. That's what I was picturing. Yeah, I pictured for some reason Sigma. No, Sigma's a good, that's a good pull. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did Hemlock give any thoughts to who that, that fellow was? Hemlock is kind of an in the moment type of thinker. You all are, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not sitting and dwelling too much, except for. Well, now for, you are because uh, you're in an interrogation chamber. Yeah. 
<laughs> I uh, I think at this point, Hemlock has to be like, there's been so much wild shit that's been thrown at us. It's just another thing. Really? I think the the kind of creeping fear in the back of his head is where it where it was like the um kind of the the controlling us element is has sort of popped up recently with different like characters. Like it's happened more than once in the last arc. Controlling and I think, us in the sense of like like when I had the knife to like losing control oh, because oh, of the conflict and then conflict to do something yeah, like and then so like the guy the the sigma uh sigma alien man mm-hmm. having me put my knife to like salt's back like i think that that's sort of like now a a control concern like i think that's the thing that's like i'm not the smartest cat in the bag you know but like i think that if there was one thing that he would take away from that it'd be like that's that's a concern oh yeah that that potentially whatever powerful thing is coming next can literally control what we're going to do. And we're like that, that is something that has been sort of consistent with a lot of these, um, a lot of these figures that yeah. they, they, there is sort of like a, a, a controlling element that they seem to exude for whatever reason. And I think this, this past adventure I think is weighing a little heavier because, uh, I mean, Dell almost bit it. Dell did almost die. Like Dell almost, and because like we were all doing like we kind of managed, but like Dell, who's you know part of the squad, but not like the primary three, like dragged into it because we wanted to be here as well. Like got pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's I, I think it's now a little bit of like oh other people might get hurt now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was uh she she was near death. <laughs> yeah. She Diet Coke saved her life much as it saved Danielle's life numerous times in our in our relationship. Diet Coke but. saved Lily's life. Lily's life, De- sorry. Del no. just was hurt. She got healed badly. though. She, uh, she got healed by Ren did heal her. Yeah, Ren Ren, Ren cast. Well, she's safe now. She's in she's yeah. in, she's in custody like the rest of you. She was just as arrested as all of you. In my head, Hemlock's very like independent and doesn't like to sort of like involve or rely on other folks. Not super comfortable with with Beatrix being involved and stuff has kind of begrudgingly done that. I think th- that's sort of like a creeping concern. Like if if we keep doing this and if things keep ramping up, someone's going to die again. Oh, yeah. That all tracks for me. That makes sense. Um, okay. Like you're having yourself a little think while while uh, Linnell has left, and then you you hear more like footsteps coming up. The way that this jail is sort of laid out that you're trapped in this interrogation room, there's like a cobbled floor um, out out in front of it, like the hallway has cobbled stone, and you hear um, someone clicking along, mm-hmm. uh, and the door opens, and it's Linnell again, and she uh, sees you, and she goes, um, "Well, Hemlock, uh, good news." Beatrix has agreed to be your caretaker until we can carry out the the sentencing for assault. So that's good. That's good news because it means that technically speaking, she more or less agreed that if you disappear, she's on the hook for for your (laughs) crime. And she said, that's really funny. And then I said, well, I don't have to get into it. It was it was exhausting. She's very drunk still. (laughs) Um, But when I did say that you would be in her custody, uh, she did get very excited. She said, oh, great. I'm going to go buy a broom. I don't know what that means. I think it's because something for magic or whatever. No, she just wants me to clean. Well, that's a, well, (laughs) nothing wrong with cleaning. It's important to. Yeah, I mean, they want me to enchant the broom, but I mean, I think she enjoys just manually. Oh, like that uh, that scroll I read, the Sorcerer's um, Apprenticeman. Long, you know what? They should turn that into some sort of live action show. Oh, like a like a series of illusion spells? You think? Like a series of illusion spells? Yeah. You know, there really is nothing like it. it There's no movie equivalent. You could just do like a thousand illusion cantrips at once and make a movie. Yeah. That's you know what that's gonna be. Hemlock's gonna go into the film industry after <laughs> this whole adventure. He's gonna go to Hollywood. He's gonna start as a waiter in a restaurant. He's gonna wait for that, that big is, break. That is what magic like. If you were doing magic as entertainment, that's what you would do. That's why they call it movie magic. 
And would it just come from your imagination, like your Hal Jordan? Like what? Yeah, it would be much, e- you know, it would be much easier to make movies if you didn't have like film. It was just like I use my mind. And it would be better mind. for the environment. Yeah, get these NFTs out of here. It, yeah, they're thanks, Pringles. You are released. Beatrix is waiting out front uh, of the out front of the sheriff's office. It's probably around like two, three in the morning at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it was like you your whole evening. This was. From the from like five in the afternoon till about now, or four in the right. afternoon till about now, you've just been like adventuring and in prison. So you've had a pretty full day. And it's Sunday morning now, right? It's Sunday morning now. Yes, yeah. I believe that was what we said. It, you don't have school the next day. That, that yeah, yeah. Well, I just I'm just getting. I'm tr- I'm trying to be better at tracking the days of the week. So because Saturday night is when the party happened. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you come out, Beatrix is like you fucked up so bad that was just dynamite and like when those ball bearings came down oh man that was really good that reminds me of yule morning i think when I, I think you were like eight and then you ran through the house and then um Cherlin, he threw his ball bearings down and you slipped a pretty mighty foul on those. That was pretty good. By the way, you have a little brother or sister named Cherlin. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can blame what happened tonight on on them probably because it it placed that memory in my head. So that's, you know, they're, they're, they're an accomplice to the fact. Also, when I come out, I do prestidigitation. Like I'm pantomiming a cigarette and I'm making smoke appear and I'm like, oh, the outside world's changed. Oh, has it? For so long. (laughs) It has been quite a while. Yeah. Do you know that now we have flying Arcanist mobiles? Whoa. How am I going to get back into the society? This is a system that doesn't accept me. The system does not accept you. You know why the system doesn't accept you? It's because you're too hard, Hemlock. You're too hard. Look. And she reaches into your, your, um, your coat pocket and she pulls out a rock and she's like, you have a rock for a heart. (laughs) She just flings it. Good rock. You know what? Subtle rock trick. Good job. Even when you're drunk. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I was I was sober hours ago. Oh sweet. Well thank he you for playing it. He then pulls out a wine glass from somewhere. <laughs> nice. God, I like is there like a type of magic that's purely alcohol based cuz I would like that. I think you can flavor all your spells to be alcohol based. Although if anything it would probably be like uh illusion Probably illusion magic. I'd have to dig into it. Um, I'm just curious if there's like a drunken master version for like magic. I could be Borite Cho or some shit. Oh, I'm sure there's a, well, that might be be very well what happens in this (laughs) next adventure. Um, Anyway, Beatrix, um, she has, uh, she has like called for like a horse cart to carry you back to um, her fantasy Airbnb. Um, Mm -hmm. She is just kind of renting a house in town. It's not too much. She has some money left over from Gerson's readout still. Yeah. Um, and you guys ride back to her home. Was not meant for two people. Um, it was a one bedroom affair. And now she has like, when you go in, it was very clear that like she hadn't been home for a while either. Um, you see that there are just piles of like takeout containers, like mm. bones from uh, food she got from the inn down the way. Um, there's also like a mess of like, letters and notices on like her countertops um and she beatrix i think someone broke in and trashed the place and she goes what really and she's like no 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 if they had trashed it they would have had to clean it that's something i've learned living in the big city she walks over to um what looks to be just a pile of like trunks like a pile of different boxes um and she kind of gets to one side of it and pushes them over and you see that beneath that was like a couch um, nice. A very flat, uncomfortable-looking couch, but it's a couch nonetheless. Um, and all of her boxes just kind of clatter onto the ground as she shoves them off. And she says, "Well, Hemlock, uh, welcome to your room. I guess uh, I guess we're gonna have to go get your your stuff tomorrow. Yeah, today. I don't really know how. It's technically works. yeah, it's technically today. It's technically today. Uh, anyway, um, just be chill. There might be some food in the larder. I don't know. I typically eat out, but you can check yourself. Never have children. Never. Hey, I'm an independent woman who's pursuing her career. I don't need children. Yeah. All right. 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 Also real quick. Are there rules for this whole rule one? There are no rules. Excellent. Okay, no, but seriously, there are tons of rules. They basically <laughs> told me when I moved in here, like, lights out. Oh, no, I meant for, like, like being my guardian right now. 
Oh, yeah. You have a curfew now. What? Yeah, you have a curfew. Like a nerd? <laughs> Your words. You have to be home, like, basically by sundown. And um, if it's a school night, you have to be home, like, one hour after the class is let out. It's a real bummer. However, like, days off are days off. You can sort of just do whatever you need. So, how When's mom and dad supposed to get here? Well, that depends. They asked me if, to be the guardian, which means that technically speaking, I'm in charge of this situation. However, I mean, I could easily find a gig in Capital to go to. So if that's the case, no, I'm no, I, take you. No, I, I prefer to have you here for the situation. I just don't know how long the whole guardian thing's supposed to be. I'm hoping it won't be too long. But yeah. hey, that sounds that sounds good though, right? Like, you know, hanging out, right? Yeah. Candy? Yeah. What, candy? Yeah. You want some? Not right now. It's 2 a.m. Well, I want some. It's in the larder, probably. Find it. I'll be to be over here. And she goes, <laughs> she she walks into her bedroom and, and like leaves the door open so you can bring candy to her. <laughs> I go look for candy. Okay. Make an investigation check. <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> You, uh, <laughs> well, I have to do this now. I'm going to roll the tension pool. What? For candy? It. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is what that happens. You triggered it. Um, you're looking around where she said to, to find candy. You pull open the, the drawer. <laughs> I find a gun. <laughs> a comical amount of like dirty cans and like <sighs> bags and stuff. Like she's messy. She's been living messy. She's a performer. She's she's only like here to like go to sleep and then leave again. So yeah, it's just messy here and just like a bunch of like dirty cans and bottles and stuff fall when you open the larder. And now you have this huge mess and it makes a tremendous sound. You hear like cats yelling outside and like um, Beatrix is like, whoa. And she goes out and she's like, you weren't joking. Prison has hardened you. <laughs> go clean that up. And also there's no broom. So be careful picking up the broken glass night. And she shuts the door. <laughs> Well, I don't have to do the candy thing anymore. She's <laughs> from behind the door. She's like, "Didn't say that." <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Hemlock, your your next couple of days are going to be sort of very much the odd couple situation of. It's a montage, I assume. Yeah, we imagine a let make a to make another um. Just make a dexterity check. Plus dexterity. Uh, seven. Plus my dex is... Uh, my dex is, should be fucking nine, I think. So that should be like a 16. Uh, that's not how dexterity works. That would be sleight of hand. Just just straight up dexterity is... Let's see here. My dex is plus three. What's my saving? So you got 10? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you didn't... I mean, like, it's very much the kind of thing of, like, you, you've been able to sort of stem the tide of Beatrix's messiness, like cleaning up trash and stuff like that the next day the next morning um true to her word you and beatrix did go to um the dorm to pick up basically your your belongings um mm -hmm. which was sort of interesting Naylor was was there um and she looked a little forlorn wow. but uh when you when you got there like a, a lot of kids were like tired um some of them were sort of quietly gossiping about uh about what happened the night before. And when you get to your room, you saw uh, Jelson was sort of uh, studying one of his, uh, for one of his classes, I don't know which one, probably advanced beginning. And <laughs> he's in, he's not in all- Advanced of, beginning numbers. Not all of his classes are real. He's he's really here for his scholarship. Um, but uh, when you when you go in, he's like, oh, Hemlock, hey, bud. What, what uh, you didn't come home last night. Did you go to Kian's party? Was that where, is that what you did? You went to I, Kian's uh, party. I pantomime the cigarette again, and I do prestigitation for the cigarette. I'm just like, Jelson, <sighs> things, things, <laughs> oh, God. It's not even real smoke. That was a good goof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like good and, like, impressive goof. Yeah, it's, you'll, you'll probably hear it around the grapevine, but... It's uh, it got a little, it got a little crazy, and um, let's just say that this guy, and I point to myself, has a record now. So, oh. yeah, uh, record? it's a, yeah, they got, they put me in the clink. Um, I got some tattoos, probably. I don't know. I passed out. I ate a lot of donuts when I was in there from Linnell, but 
I'm just I'm just here to grab my stuff. I got to stay with sis here. You're staying with Beatrix, and then Beatrix yeah. in the door. She's like, "Hey, Jals." He goes, "Hi, Beatrix." And yeah, she's we're like, gonna. You want me to do the thing with the flower? And he's like, "No." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, she's like, "You got something behind your ear, Jelson." And then she reaches back and she pulls out a full flower, of, like a rose made of paper. It looks like mm-hmm. origami. And she's like, "It's a rose." It turns out. And he was like, "I love that one. That's so cool." <laughs> And she's like, here you go, big boy. I take it notes. I'm like, so that's how you get to his heart. Yeah. And then she turns to you and she's like, all right, gather all your shit. Let's do this. And then she right. walks out of the room and uh, Justin goes like, so you got to stay with her for a couple days? It's not great accommodations. Not going to lie. No. Uh, and also, uh, like, there's, we're very severely overcrowded. I'm pretty sure people are going to burst in here once you take your stuff out. Yeah, and- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to really man the room, my dude. I'll, I'm gonna need you. I'll. I mean, I. I'm not in charge of. I mean, I'll try. I'll. I'll. You know what? I'll be really rude. <laughs> I can't even get through this. No, story. don't. I don't oh, want uh, you to. I don't want you to sully your good reputation. Yeah, that it's would fine, be bad. I need that reputation. I'm a hero to many. If any, well, if anybody asks if I'm here in, in the room, just say yes. I am invisible because of magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Invisible. Yeah. That's not real, is it? <laughs> Uh, well, not. you know what? It's yeah. I, I don't want to spoil the surprise for you, bud. Well, now, well, now I'm nervous because <laughs> things coming out of nowhere. Uh, Hemlock, you gather up um, your belongings, which we haven't really got into it. Like, how much stuff does Hemlock have? I don't think. I think that I have enough stuff to fit into one of those big backpacks that like backpackers use. You know? Yep. Like one of those big boys, like the duffel bag looking backpacks. I think oh, I've got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And a fanny pack for little things. You've always had a fanny pack. That's always been part of your aesthetic. Um, yeah. Also, in the in the gathering of different stuff, you have um, you know clothes and like you know little tchotchkes from as you've gone through the many back alleys of Spring Willow. One thing that is also in your belongings is um, your little rust friend, who I don't know who we gave a name to. Jeremy. Jeremy the rust. Friend. I believe it's Jeremy. Yeah, um, we never really described what Jeremy looks like. Totally, I don't think. Um, he's kind of wireframe. Um, it's sort he's, of like a, he's a little spider guy. Uh, he's spider-like, yes. I mean, like some of his legs and arms are fused together. So instead of having f- eight legs, he has like four. Um, well, he was part. He's he's part make believe to some extent. So. Yeah, he's not a, entirely real. Like he definitely seems to have some kind of. Quantum. It's like the wireframe of like when you make a three D model, but you take off the. The, the yeah, polygons yeah, yeah. on top. He, uh, it seems like you've never had to feed him. You've never had to like do anything to like keep him healthy. Although it has been quite a few months since the adventure in uh, Fizzy's dreamscape or whatever, and he's like uh, the little Jeremy's been sort of. I mean, I guess I guess the term would be sort of sluggish. Um, he's okay. slower to react to, to you when you come in. He'll just sort of sit around until you come around, and then he'll like start being active. Although I don't know how much you can really do with a rust monster fellow. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't tried to train him with any tricks. I've been so busy with so school and adventure. So he's just leaving rust piles everywhere. <sighs> yeah, I mean, trained. Yeah, he's. I mean, he has to mark his territory. Do you keep the rust creature secretive? I don't think I keep it secretive, but I don't think that, I mean, I, I don't think he, he doesn't pop up that often. Like, I think that, like, the squad knows. And well, no, what I mean is, like, from Beatrix, because you're moving into her into her path. Oh, oh. You don't um, necessarily know the, the pet rules. Oh, man. He um, is technically speaking a pet. Yeah, but he's also not technically alive. I don't know. He's animated. He's like an inanimate object. He's like a, it's like a Roomba that is less useful. That's fair. I, I think I try to pass him off as like not an animal necessarily, but like a familiar of sorts. Oh, I kind of go, I go the magic angle so she'll understand. Yeah. So you come out of your room with all your stuff and uh, Jeremy on your shoulder and she goes, um, what in God's name is that? This is Jeremy. I was going to go with little hemlock, but I'm saving that one for when I get married eventually and get a little man, little man of my own. Hemlock Jr. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Follow up question. Um, mm-hmm. And this one's this one's sort of very important. Um, is that thing alive? It's not moving it, on your shoulder. It's kind of just still. I give him a little. I kind of like give him a little bit of a, a little little nudge uh, with my finger, just kind of kind of on it where his cheek might be. 
Okay. Uh, and I'm like, he, he's, I would say alive is a, it's, there's a more complicated term to use. He is, he's sentient, but he's also very sleepy. So go with that. She, she kind of stares at it sort of like very confused. And then she goes, um, hemlock, but I don't know. Like there's, I'm not allowed to have a cat even. So and I, I don't Jeremy, know. Jeremy, go give, go give Auntie Beatrix a little kiss. You're going to have to make an animal handling check. Well, my animal handling should be fucking tight. Yeah, animal handling is pretty good, but you're going to have to make one. 17. <laughs> okay, so that's a dirty 26. That's going to wow. just do it. <laughs> I'm going to play the sentimental angle with her. Um, what does it look like, uh, Jeremy, giving, giving Beatrix a little kiss? I think he... So does he have just like what, what could be considered to be a head? Yeah, he does. Okay, so he's Imagine sort of, he's I, sort of like, I guess, horse-shaped is, is the closest I would say that he, he sort of looks like. But sort of like, with like his legs bow out instead of front to back. Okay, kind of like a spindly horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, I, 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 I put my arm out and he would crawl down it uh-huh. uh, towards Beatrix. And then I kind of have my hand level with her head. And he goes to the end of my fingertips and he just kind of gives her a little bit of a bonk on the forehead with his head. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he walks back up to your shoulder. Yeah. And she goes... That means he likes you. I would hope so, given that he's sort of living rent-free. Um, okay, well... Well, he doesn't eat anything, so don't worry. That's and he's, and he's for a different reason, honestly. And B, he's magic. Let's let's get out of here. Um, Beatrix uh, starts walking down the hallway. And you have all your, your bags and stuff, and you now have uh, Jeremy with you. You're moving in with, with Beatrix. We get to see a nice montage of you putting stuff in drawers. She's like, she like goes to like knock on the door to the bathroom because she needs to shower. And when she opens the door, it's Jeremy there with like a blow dryer. That's good. And she's like, oh, sorry. sorry. And then and then the door shuts. And she's like, wait a minute. Why <laughs> I oughta. So you're you're kind of in this situation for a little, and, and like this is sort of like more or less our our downtime. Going to school pretty much and it's keeping my head down. Keeping your head down, knowing that like sort of floating over your head is the idea that sooner rather than later, like whatever Sheriff Klein or uh whatever Sheriff Klein has in store for you and the gang is going to come to pass. Whatever sort of sentencing you're going to get for for your crimes. Mm-hmm. Is Hemlock, like, able to sort of maintain with that hanging over him? This is sort of different than, like, constantly, like, oh, man, we got to fight our way out of a situation. This is, like, you're in trouble. Like, yeah. Like, genuinely. I think that it's, like, a thing where, you know, um, there's always a scenario that pops in my head about, like, if I'm driving down the road and you want to go off, you want to just go past all the, the red lights and, and speed. And I'm like, you know what? If I had a pregnant woman in my car and she had to get to the hospital, I'd be perfectly okay with doing all that craziness. And I kind of think about, like, that when they're going on adventures is he's just like, this is more important than other stuff. But now this is, like, real-world consequences for, for what's happening like I, I get that sort of like the the pregnant woman of adventure. Yeah, like that would when, when adventure calls, you don't. When adventure's water breaks, you get in your Volvo and you speed down. You've got to get her to that emergency room. Yeah, and get that demon spawn out of her. Got to that get take her to that secret delivery area because hospitals mm-hmm. don't actually say where the babies are. So it's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks. It's a Sunday. Or actually, probably it's like a, a Saturday night. Like a lot of Saturday nights, uh, Jelson has come over to uh, visit uh, with 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 you and, and Beatrix. Um, I think Beatrix is pretty much like, oh, pizza night. Even though like most nights are her equivalent pizza of pizza night. <laughs> like she loves just not having to cook. I mean, there's like stuff to cook with in her place. She just. Right, doesn't. We're 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 you're at that. It's that's the age when it's just Jack in the Box twenty four seven. It's twenty four twenty four seven four twenty with Beatrix uh, Jones. She has left a left a za out for you uh, and and Jelson. Um, she's a little she's a little dressed up and she's like, all right, Hemlock, I'm going to go out tonight. So you kids, uh, make sure that the house is one hundred percent clean when I come back. 
because, and this is very important, I'm messy. Have we ever cleaned this place since I've been here? Oh, you clean it constantly. I, I think maybe Hemlock maybe notices this, like, you're sort of obliged to keep things tidy. Yeah. Um, that, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a guest of sorts. You're a so guest yeah. of sorts. I just, I've always t- took Hemlock as sort of like a pretty fastidious guy. Yeah, I don't like things being messy and dirty. Beatrix is very much the opposite. Like, yeah, well, she's, at, she's back, back home, I clean up after all the kids. Yeah, so, so in my imagination, like, your cleaning, she takes almost as a challenge, you know? Like, she's like, I gotta keep it, the vibe right in here. Of like, Wait, uh, where, are you, where are you even going out to? Who do you know? Hemlock, I'm a grown-up. I can just go to a tavern. That's a thing that we can do. Oh. Read like a scroll? Like, yeah, no, I just, I just, I, you know, you, all you got to do is just say, I don't want to drink at home tonight. Yes, like, I don't want to drink at night. home tonight. I would like okay. to drink somewhere else. Okay, so, well, that's all you got to say. And that's all I said. Hey, sis. Yeah? You've got some toilet paper on your, uh, your shoe there. She absolutely does. She's like... <laughs> I put it there because it's <laughs> punk rock. So now you know. Okay. Bye, guys. And just bye. like, bye, Beatrice. <laughs> you, it's like, she's nice. <laughs> you know, he does think she's very nice. She's very pleasant. Um, she always does the flower trick. So it's you and Jelson just kind of chilling out on a Friday night uh, with pizza. It's from, some za. From chill. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys do to chill out? I think I want to be like, let's try and let's try and teach Jeremy some tricks. I love Jeremy tricks. Okay, Jeremy, and then uh, Jeremy turns towards, uh, I guess you guys are at like the kitchen table. Yeah, we're just like hanging out. Jeremy turns towards uh, Jelson and is, uh, and, and Jelson's like, roll over. And then um, Jeremy just stares. Like he doesn't even react. He just <laughs> stares at Jelson. He's like, I think he's going to do it. I pick up Jeremy and physically like rotate him and put him back down. And it's like, all right, now roll over. And then Jeremy still is not reacting to <laughs> Jelson's, Jelson's request. It's just I whispered, Jeremy, roll over. Jeremy uh, doesn't even turn to you. <laughs> um, it just kind of falls. <laughs> um, after a few seconds, it kind of rises back up, and it's it's it sort of shakes, but it, it still doesn't. And he's like, good boy. I don't know what we should encourage that. But will you try one, Hemlock? <laughs> do a thing. Um, Jeremy, Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy does turn to you. Hey, handsome. Stand up on two legs, please. Uh, Jeremy, I think he like sort of shuffles around on his little metal like, feet and sort of mm-hmm. looks at them. Um, but then kind of just looks back and I, I guess like you're gonna you're gonna need to make like an insight check to see if you kind of understand what's happening. What's going on, Jer? Uh that's a fourteen. Uh, okay. Plus your insight, which is two, so that's a sixteen. He's what are you trying to tell of, me, boy? What's going on? I don't think he knows what feet are. I think he's kind of not able to grasp like basic concepts. Um, oh, so he's not—he doesn't understand language. I just assumed he did. Uh, I think well, he, he kind of got the sense of like I'm—I'm I'm sure you were like pantomiming how to do the trick. Yeah. Know? Um, I think he's trying to figure that out, but he can't sort of oh. get it. Um, okay. I kind of like pick him up and sort of like make him do it. Okay. And put him back down gently so he can see what I mean. Go ahead and make an animal handling check to see if that if that sunk in. My animal handling is fucking tight. Ten. Oh yeah, so that is a uh, that is an eighteen. Uh, so after a few a seconds boy. of you of you kind of doing the pantomime, um, he does kind of get up on his hind legs and put his little feetsies up. Yay! Uh, Elson's like, whoa, cool. He can we both clap. <laughs> that is pr- that's awesome. I love that. Um, and then, uh, Justin kind of looks closer at, Hey, Hemlock, uh, do, do you like, is this supposed to be like something? Like, is it supposed to be like a something? Is it supposed to be like an animal or something? Okay. And then he like pokes at it. In my head, Jeremy is super cute. Um, well, I mean, he was kind of a spidery looking thing when I met him. And, uh, uh, after time, he kind of just sort of, this is what he looks like outside of, you know, the adventure we were on, he's kind of this, uh, I point to Jeremy, kind of this little, this little dude. He's just a little dude. Hmm. Uh, Why? Uh, Is it bug you? Are you worried about him? Well, no, he's just kind of like, I don't know. He seems like he's been more active before. Now he's kind of just like pretty chilled out. I remember when hmm. you, when we, when you brought him home first, he was like always running around. Now he's just kind of like, and he kind of moves to like touch, like pet Jeremy. And as soon as he pets Jeremy, like Jeremy just sort of like falls down 
Oh. And then like it it starts climbing back up, but it seems like exhausted. Oh, you look weak, buddy. How do I hmm? Can I investigate to see if I could figure out like what Jeremy needs? This would be an arcana check. Yeah, let me do an arcana um, check. You can you can compare him to your your vast knowledge of magic from um whatever that guy's name was, Bruce Magic. You <laughs> forget there's too many pull there's so many references now. I know his last name is Magicman. Yeah. Yeah. The I Magic forget his first name. What's that? I forget his first name. It's like yeah. not. It, it was some alliteration. I want to say Mark Magicman. Mark, I think maybe Mark, we'll say it's Mark Magicman for this particular volume. Yeah. Mark Magicman's men's, uh, encyclopedia. He releases different books under a slightly different name to sell more of the same book. I think it's more a tax dodge, um, yeah. personally. But that's neither here nor there. You just have. He's just on his. You're on his mailing list, and you cannot get off. He just keeps sending these. He keeps asking if I want to like run his forum. I'm like, no, no. No. Run the subreddit. Um, <laughs> you seem real passionate in this community. Go ahead and uh, make an <laughs> make a Arcana check. I don't even know what my Arcana is. Plus two. Uh, it's thirteen. It's basically like you kind of notice you've read some stuff on weird spider things that came to life. Well, no constructs like mm. um, creatures that are brought to life. So when someone tries to animate like an inanimate object um, using conjuration. Um, all of those things are, for the most part, like temporary, um, unless someone goes to like very specific effort to make Keep sure that it's that it becomes a permanent like living being. Oh. Um, so in this particular context, like what you're seeing is essentially like whatever magics are keeping Jeremy um, going, keeping him active, are sort of they're diminishing. He's um, dying. He's dying. Yes. That's Jeremy. No, I just learned to teach you a trick. Oh, uh, yeah. You realize that he's dying. It's like, oh, dang, bud. Uh, do you have an idea what we could do to, like, h- help him? And he kind of, like, pokes at Jeremy. Oh, God. Um, God, we need to we need to ask somebody who knows more about this. Uh, who knows about constructs? There's a whole rogues gallery of people you could ask. Is is constructs a thing like at school where it's a, a, like a type of course that can be taught? It's a kind of magic, sure. You would want someone who's sort of magically like intelligent who would want to who who would be willing to help. Uh, That's the oh key. god. Um, where's Hedgy? Hedgy's out of town. Okay. I'm gonna say that one person who's not around is Hedgy. Hedgy McLean. Yeah. Well, I don't have this stuffed animal, so I would be an awkward conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. What about uh, our our home ec teacher? Danvers? Yeah. I got, her, I got her on the beep beep. I could ask if she can come over. Oh, yeah. You could potentially do that. Yeah. I want to I beep beep Danvers and ask. I've got, I've got a mysterious magic question. Okay. So you, you beep beep Professor Danvers, and um, she, she answers pretty tersely. She's like, Hemlock, is there a disaster? What's going on? Do I need scimitars? No, what, maybe. No, well, I mean, it's just good to have him around. You never know. You know, mm, prepping. He always be prepared. Wise. So what's going on? What do you need? Well, I hope you have some information. Um, uh, do you know anything about maintaining constructs or at least bringing them to life for the foreseeable future? Hmm, you're speaking dark magic, my boy. Is I, it dark magic? Kind of. Let me get over mm. there. Um, after okay. F- it takes about, like... 15 minutes. I'm sure you and Jelson eat some pizza. Yeah. Uh, she arrives and she, um, I'm guessing you let her in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, she, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if, if the whole arrest thing would have gone differently and we had to get a defense lawyer, I probably would have called her. That's pretty weird to me. She's not necessarily good at arguments. She's um, not good at that, but she's like an adult who definitely believes in what we were doing. Oh, that's fair. Um, she takes a look at, uh, Jeremy and she goes, um, this is almost certainly a touch of magic that I don't know should have been used. Um, she has a little blue crystal and she sort of um, waves it over Jeremy um, mm-hmm. and sort of like, like you can start seeing like a, a, a slight aura glowing off of, um, off of him. And the aura is, um, it's like, black with occasionally like flecks of gold light a, a, a fairly uncomfortable looking aura that's kind of f- flowing off of our our good buddy your chakras my dude they're not doing good danvers goes i definitely think that the chakra might be the biggest problem here 
uh, Hemlock, I do believe that this creature has been put together by... And she... Um, you see the blue crystal change white, like bright, brilliant white, and she mm-hmm. kind of just holds it in her hand and kind of moves it slightly towards Jeremy, who very quickly steps away. Oh, no, Jer. Um, she goes, that's what I thought. And then um, she turns the uh, she turns the light in the crystal back off and puts it away, and she goes, Hemlock, this creature is being animated by a necromantic incantation. So, oh, you know, necromancy. Yeah, I don't, I've heard nothing but probably not great things about that. Nope. Uh, Perverts. It, it sort of like um, shudders and kind of walks forward, and then she looks closely at it, and she says, Hemlock, unless you find a way to recharge this creature with some sort of, I don't know, font of power, some magical potion or otherwise, I don't think we're going to be able to keep this thing alive much longer. Necromantic no. energy has a limited length of time. It runs out. Eventually, it's going to run out for this little guy. Oh, and Jared. like, no, I love him. He's, he, I, we taught him a trick, right? Show, yeah. show him the trick. And then... Uh, you know what, uh, Jelson? Let's pause on that. He, I don't want to waste his energy on the trick right now. Oh, I know. Oh, well, here I pick. I I pick Jeremy up and do the trick as if he was doing it. There we go. Mm. Um, she kind of looks closely at Jeremy. And she goes, "You know, I actually know there's quite a few different ways to sort of recharge beings like this, from what I recall. One of them, as a matter of fact, is uh, well, it's." It's in town, if I have uh, my way to say it. It's definitely oh. in town. Um, okay. She, uh, she walks over to um, Beatrix's piles and piles of mail that are on her kitchen table. Well, not her mm-hmm. kitchen table, like her counters. Yeah. Um, she's probably gotten a couple of like, penny savers, copper. Yeah, papers, like advertisements and those she, types of things. She flips through a couple and she's like, ah, here we go. And she pulls it up. And she's like, uh, she turns it towards you and she's like, have you seen this one? And she holds up what looks to be a flyer that was deposited in uh, Beatrix's mail. Mm. Um, no, I have not. I honestly, it's, I didn't. I try to avoid the mail because it's just a mountain that never stops. That's a very interesting way of describing the delivery of mail. And she kind of looks at the, the, the flyer and she walks over and she hands it to you and she goes, um, this right here is going to be the thing you might want to look into. Now, I am going to go back home because I've done my part. <laughs> you fulfilled your role. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Professor Danvers. Unless you want to like hang out and I can have some pizza. Uh, I'd be kind of weird. You're a teacher. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> I will leave I'm actually the su- window. And she surprised you came here to begin with, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, she climbs out the window. I think she has to fall like one story. That's you know what? I know she's fine. I hope she's fine. Oh, yeah, she's good. So, uh, Hemlock, what she has handed you is a flyer that seems to have been um, very hastily created by some sort of spell that uh, did not... It kind of looks like it's been copied a bunch of times, which is not typically how spells work. You're not Um, supposed to copy a copy, the quality degree. Yeah, I think someone transmuted something from a a model they didn't understand very well. Um, But it's describing um, a pretty sick-ass looking event uh it is a um what is essentially a magical pub crawl huh Hmm. um the spring willow potions guild is hosting a well an event uh some of their their finest alchemists are getting together to sort of do um what they're sort of calling a potion off and as you read through it seems that several different taverns um all across spring willow are going to be open to the public with the express intent of allowing people to come in and sample many different tasty potions, um, which have all sorts of wondrous effects that almost, and this is what it says on the flyer, almost certainly are not life-threatening. That's good. Well, you know what? With how I live, that's that's a better promise than I expect. So It is a pretty good, it's a pretty solid promise, all things considered. Uh, as you're looking through, you see like there's a list of the different uh, there's a list of the different taverns that you're gonna go to. It says here that like there's about five of them. Um, these are big kid taverns. These are grown up real taverns, <laughs> like places. Time to get my fake mustache. Well, it also says that it's because it's open during the day. Uh, it's open to the public. Anyone can go. Oh, all ages. Yep. Um, Jelson walks over and sees and takes a look at the flyer and he's like, "Oh, cool. You got uh, uh." Tavern crawl. Uh, you know, some of the some of the 
some of the older kids who have mustaches, they told me about these. They say they're really fun, even though it's like, you know, maybe Justin, you're, maybe you're so soda. big. You probably could just go in and not get carded, Jelson. Jelson's like, what does that mean? I mean, you're a, you're 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 a big handsome man, Jelson. No one's gonna question whether or not you're old enough to go into. Oh, it. you think I'm big? Anyway, <laughs> uh, looking over the various um, descriptions of our uh, tavern crawl, it looks like it's going to be happening. Um, very likely, not very likely. It's gonna happen the next day. Okay. <laughs> And it looks like there is a very specific prize, um, which is called the uh, Goblet of the Crown, um, mm. which is a magical goblet that is able to sort of uh, be a font of different kinds of magical energy, even if only temporary. And sure enough, with what you know about necromancy from Mark Magicman's volume J Whoa. through P. Mm-hmm. It's a That's weird. The ends in there. It, it ends in there. Yeah. It yeah. is, but it's a weird breakdown. Like, why would like why does it break? Well, it's it's J through P A. So there's another volume with P like P E and forward. Yeah, yeah. like it's 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 entry starts with lead or something. It's really weird. Um. Anyways, it just it's going to be the next day, and the 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 prize is going to be the Goblet of the Crown, which is able to sort of be a temporary font of magical energy, even stuff mm. like what is essentially to recharge our, our good buddy's batteries. I'm going to get my little boy drunk enough that he's alive. He's going to get crunk. And so that there's, that's our setup for your right. little mini adventure. I uh, hold on. I'm going to beep beep Beatrix. I'm going to be like beep beep. Hey, Beatrix, don't get too messed up tonight. Tomorrow we've got a whole day of drinking ahead of us. Uh, Beatrix responds with, you got it. I'm going to. And then you just hear her barf. God damn it. Um, you hear her barf a lot. As a matter <laughs> of fact. Uh, I think, you know what? This is the thing, Hemlock. I don't think she knows how to turn it off. Yeah. No, it's just I'm trying to sleep and I'm getting. And you're getting like. Beep. I'm getting butt beep beeped. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely messaging you like barfing of the month. <sighs> um, which is not. Which is not what you want. No. Um, you, you and Jelson um, are going to go on a pub crawl. crawl. Yeah. The songs that appear in today's episode of The Rolls We Made appear under the Creative Commons license. The songs that appear are Suburb by Komiku, copyright 2017, The Truth About Your Story by Komiku, copyright 2017, and Shopping List by Komiku, copyright 2017.